of the Millennial Mental Health Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Contra-O'Hara, licensed professional counselor. And today I have with me, me Rachel Mohaben Watchtel. And she is a therapist in New York City. And I'm going to have her introduce her business and a little bit more about herself. So feel free to share a little bit more about yourself, Rachel. Thanks, Stephanie. So I'm Rachel Mohaben Watchtel. And um, I have a group practice in New York City. I myself have been practicing for over 22 years now as a um, psychotherapist with a specialty in working with couples. Our group practice is niche and specialized in working with couples in marriage counseling as well. And we are in the state of New York and also the state of New Jersey, um, where we do a lot of couples work as well. And we all feel very, we're about seven of us, and we just love working and helping couples. Well, I really appreciate you coming on. We've had a lot of different specialties. I don't think we've had a couples therapist yet, so you'll get to open the eyes of everyone who's listening on couples therapy and the world of that. So just going to start off asking questions. What led you to work with couples and what do you find um, to be challenging and keeps you inspired to work with couples? It's such a great question, Stephanie. So I love, um, you know, and it takes a certain brain wiring, I think, to be in a room with couples because there's so much going on. Um, But I find it very dynamic. And one thing I love about it is that I get to be very interactive because couples really need you to step up and and have a sense of authority and give them a lot of guidance and a lot of active feedback. And I love that part of it because I love, you know, I'm not the kind of therapist that sits back and says, how does that make you feel? (laughs) You know, I like to be interactive and give a lot of feedback. And I feel like with couples work, you really need to do that in order for the couples to feel like they're moving forward, to give them a roadmap, to give them, you know, different um, exercises and ways of being together, helping them with language and communication. So I love that part of it. And I also love the part where, you know, when you're doing individual work, um, you can help individuals so much, but... When you bring in their partner, you learn different aspects about them that you wouldn't necessarily understand or know if you're working with them individually. So I love that you're able to really help the individual within the couple because you, you know, this individual may have some issues, but then when the partner comes in, it's like, wow, you never told me that about you. So it opens up a whole new dimension to the person as well. Um, and I love that, that aspect too, because you can really help them. Yeah. I find in individual therapy, um, you only get one side. So being able to kind of see the person from another person's point of view is very enlightening, um, oftentimes, and hopefully really help get to the root of the problem that's, um, between the couple. And Stephanie, not only um, in in a negative way, in a positive way too, right? You're learning more about that individual via the relationship, but the positive dynamics that they're contributing to the relationship as well. So it's all appreciated. Yeah, I would imagine 
Two, they might be upset with themselves for something that they think that they've done. And the partner's like, I don't really notice that. Like, you're actually really good at that part, right? Like, so I think you kind of see, like you said, someone positively through their partner's eyes as well, where they might find that's a shortcoming or, or something. So, yeah, I can imagine it being very interesting to work with couples. Very interesting. And or as a group practice. We, we all have our different, different subspecialties. So we have, a, and we're all older and more seasoned, right? With past lives um, that have been in the workspace for many years, professors at colleges, you know, so you, you have to be a little more seasoned to be in a room with a couple because some of them can be high conflict and difficult. But, you know, some of us will specialize in affair recovery. Some of us will specialize in addiction and couples, right? Um, and some of us will specialize in working with step families, blended families. So, so yeah, there really there's so many different subspecialties in working with couples, and that that huge umbrella, and and we just all sort of are really niched and make sure that we're you know we have experience in that different specialty. Yeah, I imagine just as an individual, couples can be two times as complex because now you're working with two people rather than just one. <laughs> Absolutely. But I will say this. It's so sweet because, you know, we all share different photos of our couples when they get married and they send us like, hey, thank you so much. We just had our wedding and we get that so much in our practice. And of course, we can't share because it it's all very confidential. But um, it's it's so gratifying as well. It's it's just so gratifying. Or like when a when a couple, a married couple, is ready to have their next child, or they've gone through their challenges and feel really good about their relationship. You know, there there are a lot of really beautiful moments and and gratifications you get from working with couples as well. And to save a marriage is is huge, huge. I imagine with the divorce rate being probably, I don't know what it is right now. I don't know if you know, but I imagine with it being so high in previous years, like having a couple's counseling practice is super beneficial to try to, I guess, mitigate the amount of people who get divorced. Absolutely. And prevent it in, you know, because we also do a lot of premarital counseling. So here's what you need to watch out for. Here's what you want to work on. And, and so, yeah, we, we really take a lot of pride in that. Have you seen any evolutions in the way that couples relate to each other or communicate over the time that you've been a couples therapist? Um, you know, one of the things, um, so yes, definitely. Um, but one of the things that comes up all the time with our couples is, we're having the same fight over and over again, and we can't seem to work ourselves out of that. We're talking in circles. You know, that comes up a lot. So that stays constant and static, right? So we always come across that and needing help with communication because we all, you know, we come from, especially in New York, right? And and our area where, you know, different, you know, a lot of first generation, um, different cultures coming together, um, so, so that, you know, creates a lot of differences. And then we have like our different styles, our different cultures from our homes, you know, 
come up in these in these sessions. So it's the language and the communication is so important. And then of course we have the male female, right? And then we have the LGBTQ that we really like to focus on too. Um, and though that cultural subset that that we focus on. So language is so important in speaking to the other's issue, trauma, if you will. This all comes up in in, in couples and that um, stays constant. The piece that we're seeing that that's really interesting is couples counseling therapy, as you know it, Stephanie, is not as stigmatized. So we're getting a lot more people walking through our door. And one of the things um, that we're noticing, and there was a whole article in um, The Guardian, and, and I just want to share this article because it was so wonderful, where the, the headline of the article in Guardian Magazine, guardian.com, you can find this article, all relationships begin with fantasy, why young couples are seeking therapy. So what we're seeing um, is is that younger couples are now opening up um, the path. So we're getting a lot of calls from couples in their uh, 20s, early 20s, where they really want to come and work in, in, in a couple's venue to help with communication. And just a little bit of statistics here, the American Psychiatric um, Association recently reported that 37% of Gen Z has sought counseling, followed closely by the millennials at 35%. So it's almost like this shift to viewing mental health as something that needs to be maintained rather than only attended to in crisis. And this is the way younger people are viewing relationships too, feeling less shame around counseling and seeing a therapist. And I don't know about where you are, but definitely in New York, right? New Jersey, New York City. I mean, having a therapist is, is very um, cool and normal and, and part of our everyday <laughs> life. So, yeah, I definitely think that's pretty common here as well. Colorado has a lot of variety in it, the people that live here, but I would say in the metropolitan area, especially, there's a lot of push for everyone to be involved in counseling and taking care of their mental health. And I think that's an overall arching like change in our society, right? Like people don't, you don't have to have something quote unquote wrong with you in order to go to therapy. Yeah, and that is, I'm so happy that we're living in that day and age. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I remember going myself to a couples counseling and just feeling like this is what like marriages like are about. You go in and you talk to someone about how to communicate better. And, you know, that's just part of what you do. You don't have to be on the brink of divorce in order to go to a couples counselor. Exactly. And that's what's happening more and more. You know, we're stuck in this communication. And the beauty of that is we've seen so many couples um, over the years. And one of the things that are is very upsetting is couples will come when it's too late. And, and there's way too much resentment that has taken on a life of its own now. And it's just too difficult to repair. Um, and that's a shame. And so now seeing the younger couples and teaching them how to be in a relationship, what's a healthy relationship, giving them a point of reference, helping them to tune into their partner and their needs and also their own needs and their own authentic self, they can really grow up having 
much better judgment and idea of what a healthy relationship is like instead of, you know, moving into that crisis mode, needing a couples therapist or, you know, being in a relationship for years and then it being too late to really salvage it, the relationship or marriage. What do you find are the primary reasons that people come to couples counseling? Primary reason, like I mentioned, we're having the same fight over and over again and communication issues and also physical intimacy. You know, sex is symptomatic of a lot of emotional issues, right? So, so that's also a presenting problem that we see. Um, but I would say for the most part, it's communication and different styles and ways of communicating and not being able to hear the other or validate the other because, you know, they're stuck being defensive or stuck in this sort of negative dynamic of withdrawing, pursuing um, that, you know, place that couples tend to fall into um, when the communication isn't there and healthy. Yeah, I definitely think with the advent of even, you know, the internet, people are finding out more and researching more when they find themselves like maybe in places that they're stuck. And I love how some websites, they like give you like factoids about things. And it's like, well, if you struggle from this, you should see a therapist. And I'm like, yes, I want to see that more. I want to see more people promoting people going to couples counseling, more people promoting going to a therapist because the internet only has like so much information available. So if you also at the end of an article, see like, if you struggle with this, go see a therapist. I think that's really great to see. And people hopefully can prevent, like you said, those crisis situations by going sooner rather than later. Absolutely. And also normalizing it, you know, and, and one of the things, you know, I tell my couples um, and I see this with my couples also is the, the questions that they ask is, how long do we have to do this? And the American excuse me, Psychological Association says it takes six to eight sessions before you really feel a shift. It's not forever. You can do a short-term model and learn how to communicate with your partner, and, and that's okay. You know, you don't have to stay for years. It could be for so many sessions, and then you can use it as maintenance. So a lot of our couples do that. If it's more prevention and they're not working on bigger issues like an affair recovery or blended family or addiction issues. So, so it's nice when couples hear that and know that, especially for the younger couples, right? Yeah, I'd imagine knowing that, you know, things can improve in a relatively short amount of time um, is reassuring to people rather than thinking, oh, I'm going to have to be in therapy for four years before I see any like progress. Exactly. Yes. Uh, what are some resources that you turn to, to help your clients or maybe just even send your clients directly to? So um, I love Harville Hendricks, Hendricks's book, Getting the Love You Want. Um, I feel like there's a lot of really important information around um, being in a couple and how so much of our childhood issues, right, are, are projected onto our partner 
and and how to communicate, how to improve communication. So so I like that book. Um, I and you know there's so many wonderful books out there on couples counseling and how to improve your relationship. And what I did actually um, about 13 years ago was I created a self-help program um, and it's like an online relationship toolkit to improve your relationship where I, it's a step-by-step program on how to create more intimacy and rekindle the romance in your relationship. So what I did was I created this program, which is five modules, communication, anger, money, physical intimacy, and emotional intimacy. And these uh, modules are about 30 to 45 minutes long. And they, they are the five, um, five issues that play all couples, right? It's the intimacy, the communication, the money, and the anger. And couples love this program. In it, you have in psychoeducation, you have different case examples, and it's written in a very simple way with a lot of exercises, a lot of research-based information and exercises where couples just absolutely love it because it's easy. They get to do it from the comfort of their own home whenever they feel like it. It's cut into 10-minute segments, and and they, they gain a lot of information working with their couples. So it's almost like it's a tool that they can use while in counseling. It's a tool that they can use on their own just to prevent going to counseling because of the information. And, and so it's, it's a nice resource to have as part of a toolkit that we provide to our couples. So that's great. Where I'm curious if you could share where people could find that if they're interested in um, looking for it. So they can go to relationship suite, S U I T E.com. And it's, um, forward slash online dash relationship dot toolkit backslash. So that was a mouthful. But if you just go to relationship com and you go to online counseling, you can, it's a drop down. You can just find the online couples toolkit and all the information is there. Well, yeah, I hope people find their way over there because it sounds like it's a really great. Uh, tool and it kind of touches on a lot of things. Even if you don't maybe have like all of those present in your marriage, I imagine just even watching it through to kind of, as a preventative uh, tool could also be really helpful. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of my couples are couples, you know, like if they're having like a money struggle or an anger issue, whatever, they'll go to one of the modules, listen and find it so helpful as, as just a compliment to um, the, the counseling. Yeah. And I also priced it very low because I really wanted every couple to benefit from this. So, so it's only $99 for the whole program, which, um, I think could be affordable for a couple. Yeah. That's about the cost of one session or less. So it definitely (laughs) seems to be a pretty affordable price. (laughs) Try to make it affordable. Um, I wanted to follow up with, do you see any generational differences or patterns popping up in your work? Um, you know, I, I feel like, um, as we mentioned, the younger generations are tending to feel less shame around seeing a therapist. 
Um, so that's been wonderful um, because we're getting a lot, you know, a lot younger couples walking in our door now wanting to work on communication. Um, but otherwise, whenever a couple wants to come and work with us, what we really try to do is not only help the couple, but help the individual go a little deeper and, and become more conscious of themselves, their issues that they're projecting. And, and, you know, more and more people are liking that because the more conscious they are of themselves, the more they can be of the relationship dynamics and then feel more in control of that relationship and how to build more positivity and work themselves out of this same fight over and over again. So we really see that across all the generations and, and with most of our couples. And that is our goal um, is to help the couple understand their dynamics, their negative cycles, um, and then help them ultimately learn more about themselves as individual as they grow more conscious so they can feel more control of their relationships. Yeah, I'd also imagine just because of like the evolution of time, like different generations are facing different issues too. like, you know, being a new parent or being like empty nesters or entering into retirement, all of those changes that an individual goes through. So does the couple and I imagine relating to each other throughout that, like constant change that happens throughout life is super valuable to talk to a therapist about because you might experience empty nesting like, yes, I'm so glad that I get to be by myself again. And my kids out there like doing their thing. Another parent might be like, Oh my goodness, I miss my kids so much. Like I wish I could see them more. So I imagine even just like those different like ways of experiencing change um, could impact a couple. Absolutely. And we work with a lot of couples um, you know, let's say between 28 and 40, where it's very, it's a very stressful time because either they're trying to have kids and it's not coming as easily as they want it to. So there's some fertility issues. And then we have those couples where they have children they're raising and trying to keep the intimacy alive in their relationship, carve out time just for them as a couple and then as a family. So we see a lot of those couples in that age range. And that is a very, very stressful time period for couples because you're raising kids and trying to um, develop, you know, your, your professional life and then also maintain this couplehood. So, so we see that to be a very stressful time and also a beautiful time because it's when everything is starting, you know, you're planting the seeds and things are really developing quickly during that decade. Yeah. I imagine even trying to like find yourself or redefine yourself in all of that is a, an interesting position too. Um, just because like you knew who you were before kids, but now you have to figure out who you are like with kids and who you are in your couple or in your relationship with your partner with a, a child involved too. Yeah, for sure. We have a lot of those couples where, um, you know, who am I today as a new mom and, you know, or, um, you know, a, a mother who's going back to work, right. Or, you know, it, now with the pandemic, we're seeing a lot of couples working from home. And so what does our relationship even look like in that way? 
right? Where we get to be together all day, even though in separate rooms, but having lunch together. And, and we've actually seen um, a lot of improvement with our affair recovery couples because they're really able to do the repairing for their relationship during the pandemic. So we've seen a lot of improvement there. Well, that's an interesting, cool side effect of the pandemic, like basically having couples like able to repair their relationships just because they're kind of reconnecting like very frequently since they're in the same space constantly. Sure. And when, you know, you're building on trust and you're together all the time, it helps. It really does. And and a lot of work that we do with our couples is, well, what do we do when our partner is going back to work, you know, back into the workforce and, and, and getting triggered with uh, what had happened or so with the affair. So it's it's been really helpful, I feel, for those couples in repairing building and yeah, reinventing, resetting that relationship. Yeah, that's really cool. I wouldn't have thought that was uh, an impact of the pandemic. I know a lot of people had babies during the pandemic and a lot of people got dogs during the pandemic and all of these other things were occurring. Um, But that's really interesting to hear. And hopefully like that continues even when people aren't necessarily in their homes all the time with one another. Yes, I, I, I think it will for sure. Even working in with a hybrid model could be helpful for that. Yeah. So my final question is, how do you think culture's view on relationships impacts people's anxieties, desires, and understanding of what a healthy relationship looks like? Yeah, you know, I feel like, um, because we deal with a lot of different cultures um, and age generations, as we talked about, and I feel like it really depends on the couple. You know, they what makes them feel whole and solid in their relationship. So, so while all of this, um, you know, the, the, the cultural stuff comes into play, it really is the decision for the couple, right. And what they feel is, is best for them and their relationship, because what affects one couple may not necessarily affect another couple or bring them comfort. So I do feel like it's unique to the couple and, and across the board, what, how am I feeling in my relationship and what's working for me is so individually based, right? I hope that answered your question, Stephanie. Yeah, it it did. I think it also is important as I'm thinking here to resist the urge to compare your couple's culture with another couple's culture, because like you said, it is so individual. And just because you and your partner relate to each other in one way, doesn't make it like wrong or not healthy or whatever. If you witness another couple relating to each other in a different way, because I think that comparison part, at least in individual couples, 
or individual counseling, like always comes up like, oh, my friend and her husband are doing it this way. Like me and my husband aren't doing it that way. Like I would, are we doing it wrong? And I think at least to me that comes up in individual counseling, like this comparison situation. I'm like each of you have your own culture in your relationship and that's important to respect. And that is exactly what I'm saying, Stephanie. Exactly. You said it so well, but what may upset you or me in a relationship may not upset somebody else. And while there are things that you want to share with your couples across the board, like when we get angry at each other, you know, maybe we have a timeout for a little bit and then we come back together and talk about it when we're feeling calm. You know, we don't want to spend hours or days feeling upset at our partner and not being able to process and, and repair whatever that was and learn how to communicate. But again, different couples have different heartbeats and rhythms and ways and styles of being together. And, and they all have to be honored and respected. So, so it, again, every couple, while so many things are common, every couple is unique. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> as we uh, wrap up for today, I was hoping you could share with everyone different ways that they can reach you. Um, we'll also post all of these in the show notes if people are like driving or something and they can't like write something down, that'll be in the show notes. But for those that can, I was hoping you could share where they can find you. Absolutely. So once again, our, our website is www.relationshipsuite.com. And um, yeah, so they can always reach us by going to the contact page. Um, it's, it's pretty straightforward. And again, if you're interested in just looking at our online relationship toolkit, um, the step-by-step program, it gives you a lot of really good relationship advice and strategies on how to be in a relationship in the healthiest way. So, so that can be helpful to look at too. And that's on that site, relationshipsuite.com. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. I really appreciate you sharing um, your insight around couples counseling and, and therapy. And yeah, I really appreciate it. With the greatest pleasure, Stephanie. Best